My name is Don Bowman, and here at Agilicus, we've just finished sending the entire team to work from home, as many of you have. And for us, that was a sad thing to do. It means we can't hold our Agile stand-ups face-to-face, but from a technology standpoint, it was an irrelevancy. And the reason for that is called zero-trust networking. We've architected our entire corporate world, which is admittedly not as large as some of yours, such that it doesn't matter where you are or what device you're on, you can access it. So for us, it's a combination of things that are in the cloud. And we have our Git, we have our Wiki, we have our G Suite resources, things of that nature. And as a user, I access them from my device over any public internet to them. And we authenticate all of these using a protocol called OpenID Connect. And uh, this makes it very simple. So I log in with my two-factor authentication and I just use my Git. It doesn't matter where I am. I could be on a public Wi-Fi, I could be on my home network, I could be tethered, I could be on my corporate network. And that means that we become location irrelevant. But last night, I was helping my wife set up her system. She's also been instructed to work from home. She works for a large insurance company here in the region of Waterloo. And I, I was so saddened to see it. I, you know, I, I literally wept. The system was so archaic. And it's very much designed around the concept of trust. They've built a system where users that are in their building enjoy a different privilege than users that are outside their building. In fact, there's nearly nothing that comes in this interface, but this one appears to be fully trusted. And you can see that because, for example, the web browser designed not to use domain names. You, you just enter a host name and it just magically looks it up. That doesn't work for us. We have to type in git.agilicus.com, but she's able to just type in a, a naked host name with no domain. The other thing is, you know, the VPN concentrator that they've put into place here, it wasn't designed for the number of sessions that they're currently having to service. You know, they've got hundreds of employees who are now working from, from home. And the VPN, which is a stateful device, it's maintaining cryptography state. Uh, it, it's just not able to keep up. And it was, it was falling over and it was crashing. And the other thing that was really not that great is the VPN it sort of looked like it was browser-based. You, you, you had to open Internet Explorer, one of the tabs would sort of log in, it would try to open a pop-up, the pop-up would be blocked by the pop-up blocker, the pop-up was probably telling you how to end the session. And then other tabs in the same browser would sort of flow through that, but if you opened a new browser, it didn't work. And not all applications worked. And I was struck by this huge difference in the world, by this model where if your applications just work everywhere, regardless of how your user wants to access them, and you authenticate that securely, it's much better than using this VPN. The VPN is not actually adding value. It's detracting from the value because really all it's doing is it's teleporting you inside this building, you know, as if you were, as if you were there, but there's no additional trust been added through this layer. If it was simply a layer three forwarding device, it would be much more stable because it would be stateless. It might get a little slow because there's a lot of traffic, but at least it wouldn't be crashing because one packet versus another, it would be exactly the same instead of having cryptographic state and key exchange and things of that nature. And also, 
they're really struggling with how to manage their employees, how to, how to teach them how to use this VPN. They, they haven't used it before. It's a different login experience. You're using some sort of client certificate, which has a different password than your, your regular account, and it's presented in a different way. And the cost structure of that is so huge. And it seems to me that a better way to go would be just to make these applications as they are, where they are, become accessible on the internet. And that's what our technology does is we make it simple for users to take something that's running inside that corporate firewall and expose it without the VPN, but very safely. And the way we do that is, uh, yes, I'm regretting erasing this, but never mind. Uh, the way we do that is very simple. You take this application that's running inside here, and you just open a single VPN connection uh, to, to our cloud. And on top of it, we put our user role-based access control. So I'm authenticating users, and I'm saying this user is allowed to use this application. So no traffic flows here except for authenticated users. We do a workload-based authentication on this side. So we're, we're saying what workload is allowed to talk to what. That effectively firewalls these from each other. But also, by doing this, we have a single VPN tunnel open. This application teleports itself into the public internet. The web-based the web um, application firewall here adds an additional layer of protection. So it's only authenticated users, protected against a set of threats, directly accessing resources as if they were on the public internet without re-architecting the network. And you know, I hope that after this is over, that some people take a hard look at their IT infrastructure and say, you know, maybe it's time that we, we rethought this VPN strategy and work from home, work remote, doesn't have to imply VPN. In fact, maybe it shouldn't. Maybe it should just imply all networks are untrusted. This network inside the building and this network outside the building are equally trusted, which is to say zero trust. Anyway, thanks very much. Uh, please feel free to reach out to me if you want to know more. Comments down below. And thanks very much. Bye-bye.